Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. It was my privilege to grow up at a preacher's home, and I mean that. Uh, people joke about uh, growing up as a, as a preacher's kid, but honestly, it was a great privilege to me. And then for uh, nearly two decades to have the joy and privilege of working for the same pastor. All of this combined has given me a real heart for ministers. Now every week of my life I'm with different preachers and I thank God for them. And I've learned uh, that one of the greatest things I can do for any pastor or for anyone in the Lord's work is I can pray for them. Not just tell them I'm praying for them, but actually pray for them. And in doing so, I can have a part in the work God has given them, the wonderful work of God. We're looking at Paul's prayer request for himself and for others who are serving the Lord's work. We've looked to, uh, let's pick up our list now, in Philippians chapter number 1. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 19, we read, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. We've learned that we should pray for our pastor's protection. We've prayed that God would prepare him and use him with power. But when you come to Philippians chapter 1, we must add this to our list. We should pray that God will help him as he deals with problems. You see, when Paul wrote Philippians chapter 1 and requested prayer, he's sitting in a prison cell. Now, could I remind you that preachers have their own difficulties with which to deal? And then on top of that, much of the ministry is simply helping people work through their problems. And so, so many ministers are dealing both in their own life and with the lives of others with problems on a daily basis. Uh, this is not said to pity them, but we should pray for them. And how should we pray? Well, using the language of Scripture here, he said, I believe that this shall turn. We should ask God to turn that, to turn those things for good, to give definite answers to prayer and spiritual breakthroughs. How does that turning come? He says, through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, we should ask God to supply our pastor with everything he needs to deal with everything he has to deal with. Would you pause even right now and just breathe a prayer to God for your pastor? Would you call his name to the Lord? Would you pray for some minister right now that you know is dealing with something and he needs God's wisdom and God's strength and God's grace? And pray that God will give him a fresh supply of the joy of the Lord as his strength to not only get through it, but to come through it in victory and to accomplish everything God wants him to do. Uh, let's add a fourth one to our list of praying for the preacher. Come with me to Colossians chapter 4. Now, Philippians and Colossians are parallel books. I wish I had time to develop that thought, but you should study Philippians and Colossians alongside one another. Well, in Colossians chapter number 4, and verse 2, Paul says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. There are three powerful little uh, truths or keys to prayer in that one verse. 
First, continue in prayer. Remember, we're to persevere. It's the one thing we're told to do without ceasing. Secondly, watch and pray. That was the famous words of the Lord Jesus to His own disciples. And it's found throughout the New Testament. There's an alertness in prayer, a watchfulness. And then we're to pray with thanksgiving. So praise is coupled with our prayer. That's a powerful prayer verse. Colossians 4 verse 2. But then he gets very specific. Listen to verse 3. With all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Would you write down number four, when you're praying for your pastor, you should pray for God to give your pastor divine appointments. Now don't miss this. Paul's in jail, but he's not asking to get out of jail. He's asking for God to let him meet people in jail that he can minister to. Oh, that's deeply convicting to me. So many times when we pray, we're simply praying for God to open doors to change circumstances. But Paul is praying for open doors for the gospel. Much of the pastor's ministry is not done in the pulpit. It's done in homes. It's done in counseling. It's done in hospitals and nursing homes. It's done at funeral homes. It's done out in the community. Everywhere. A minister is not just a minister when he steps into the pulpit. So we should pray that our pastor would have the liberty and power of the Holy Spirit everywhere that he goes. We should pray that God would give him open doors and that God would help him make manifest the truth of God's Word to other people. And then turn over to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 because this really continues that same vein. Paul writes to a totally different church. But listen to his request. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 beginning in verse 1. Finally, brethren, pray for us. Does that sound vaguely familiar? You remember we started in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 with this study, brethren, pray for us. He writes to the very same church in the next letter, uses the same exact wording, brethren, pray for us, that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. So we find a fifth thing. We're to pray for the man of God. We should pray for God to give the pastor lasting fruit. Did you catch it? Pray that the word of the Lord would have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Paul's had fruit among the church at Thessalonica, but he says, I want more fruit, and I want fruit that remains in many places. Would you pray right now that God would use your pastor not just to minister to you, I'm afraid sometimes we even pray for others selfishly, all because of what we can get out of it. We should pray right now, Lord, multiply the word through your servant. Multiply that ministry. Ask God to give him power. Notice we're not praying for the glorification of the man. Paul says, pray that the word of the Lord would be glorified. God glorifies himself through his word. When the word is lifted up and known, Guess who is revealed? The Lord of the Word is lifted up and known. You know, one practical thought here is that worship days are work days for pastors. You see, Sunday is a day of rest and a day of worship. And thank God for that. And God's people get to enjoy that time together. But did it ever dawn on you that that's really a, a serious work day for the man of God? He's laboring in the Word and doctrine. And that is, that is tiring labor. Well, I think one thing we should do as we approach the Lord's Day is pray that God will refresh our own pastor. 
that God will strengthen him and help him. And I love this little phrase, even as it is with you. Pray that there'd be fruit in your own life through his ministry. And then pray there'd be fruit in the lives of other people through his ministry. Oh, there's so many things that we can pray for the pastor. You can pray for the pastor just like you pray for every other Christian and pray the very same things you'd pray for anyone. But there are specific things God gives us in His Word that we can pray for the man of God. And in doing so, we can help the whole church move forward. We can help the whole work of the Lord advance on our knees. In the words of Scripture, brethren, pray for us. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.